Hello, I am Saskia Cookson and it's my pleasure to welcome you all to another episode of Collective Radio, the show where I interview different creatives spanning from filmmakers to fine artists, playwrights to poets about their lives, work and everything that goes on in their very talented brains. Today's guest is Manon Franklin Futur, the wonderful illustrator and embroiderer. Manon is British and Belgian and currently lives in Oxford, where we both grew up. She studied fashion illustration at the London College of Fashion and now works both at Modern Art Oxford and Blackwell's Art and Poster Bookshop, as well as producing her own wonderful creations, which range from illustrations of birds, cats and people to highly detailed embroideries inspired by Studio Ghibli films. She's done illustration collaborations with local businesses such as the Missing Bean Coffee Roasters and just launched an exhibition of her work in Oxford. Manon, welcome to the show. It's so great to be talking with you today. Just to start off, could you tell me a bit about your background and what drew you to art originally? So, like, were you, were you an artistic child? Yes, to be honest, sounds super lame, but I have been doing art since I was probably like, since basically I could pick up a pencil and draw. <laughs> um, I've always been, I'm very dyslexic, so art is, I'm, my use my limited side of the brain, but the, the brain side that you use that's more artistically inclined, like creative side. Um, at school, I, you know, I struggled at school a little bit, and I, art is just something that sort of grounds me and brings me back to the world, or takes me away from the world sometimes. To be honest, depends on the situation. Both are good. But, uh, huh? Both are good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yes, I've been doing it for a long time. Um, what what led yeah. you to to first pursue fashion illustration? Because that's not the direction you've ended up in. No. So I think. Basically, I applied for those places, and I think I, I've always enjoyed fashion mm. as well. So I've always had like you know, I bought Vogue. Every, I had a monthly subscription to Vogue. Mm. I bought like hundreds of Vogue magazines, <laughs> and I eventually had to throw away and, like hundreds <laughs> in my parents' house that have now been thrown away. But or like recycled, I used to like collages and stuff with them as well. So, um, and you know, I actually was at my found course I did my foundation course at Brooks University mm. uh, my art foundation and I walked past the fashion lot and like so we got split up into groups and I was in the illustration section they were in the fashion section then you had like architecture blogs etc 3d whatever uh photography um and I saw all of the fashion students doing <laughs> a fashion illustration lesson mm. and I was like wow I'm sold I want to do that and my tutor Lucy was really lovely. She is Lucy, yeah, mm. Lucy. God, it's been such a long time. <laughs> was like, well, why don't we just? I'll just give you briefs from me because mm. she went to fashion school. Um, and I was like, she was like, well, I'll just give you briefs. And then I applied for London College of Fashion and got an interview, which I was very surprised by. Um, but I actually did. So things that got me in was I did like a hundred. 100 shoes and I illustrated 100 different shoes and there's uh, like 100 different hats or something like that I can't remember exactly what it was amazing and actually in my interview they were like well you know like you're probably just more of a generalised illustrator and I was like well that's not what I want to do (laughs) and I think I basically argued in my way in essentially um, and said like I want to be in a specialised environment rather than going to a degree for three years and in the last year wanting to do fashion illustration Mm. and then not having the means or the people or the experience yeah yeah and in the end i actually did animals wearing fashion outfits that's really cool (laughs) um and then screen printed them 
I got really into screen printing at uni in my third year. Um, we we had access to like LCC, so all of the like the UAL right. campuses. Like I did all my dissertation at the Central St. Martin's Library, and then UAL um, LCC was where I did screen printing. I did like every week, and I was free with uni. I ended up doing like taking fashion and like my kind of style of illustration and like screen mm. printing. Like I made like a bag. I made a pillow. Oh, you can't see the pillow. Oh, the pillow's right here, guys. I can describe it to you. It's amazing. <laughs> is there a raccoon? <laughs> like, so, you know, I like... I love it. I, I made, a, like, an apron, and, like, I've got one of my denim jackets has Pink Penguin on it, and that's something that's screen printed and embroidered over, like, so, yeah. And then it, from that, like, that's when I went to my embroidery, and then kind of, like, dropped it mm. when I finished, graduated, and then always an illustration, but kind of honed down on my style at uni and then started sort of actually it wasn't it was until the pandemic i did a bit of it in project at the end of in 2016 at the end mm. of my degree and then did like just really i think i just rediscovered it in the pandemic and then just started doing like buttloads of embroideries just in my spare time i would sit in bed for like <laughs> eight hours and just like like just so it's fab because it's also I'm really have but it's really cool because it's like a way of mixing that kind of illustration you're literally illustrating with thread um and it's so it's still yeah. working with fashiony things it's like fabric yeah. but it's such a different way of doing it it's really cool just a bit more interesting i suppose yeah well, for me I was going to ask like, you, um, oh no, sorry, I cut you off. No, you go. Oh, I was just going to ask you, I was slightly going to divert, but I was going to ask you um, about like, in terms of your work now, because you obviously do your own work, but it's not like the majority of your week. So I was wondering, how do you find balancing your love of art, but like also devoting a lot of time to other stuff? Actually, no, yeah, actually devoting a lot of time to other stuff as well. Like, how do you find that I balance? Just, I just have lots, I have two jobs. I work on art yeah. events, and that's really fun. And kind of get involved in that side of things and, and like, you know, minding the show, like looking after the show, or have a day off or doing an event. So mm. the private view events with the new artists that come in each, when they're however long, it's like six months or three months. Um, and then obviously work nine to five, Monday to Friday. Mm. Uh, I'm more, so like wherever the rotor turns out. Um, I don't know, I just, in my, I just do my job and then I'll sit in the staff room and whack a TV show on and, mm. like, draw or embroider all of lunchtime and then do it after work or we go to the pub, sometimes I do it at the pub, you know, mm. so is that what you're asking? Or don't really yeah, 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 it's just how you balance it, yeah, but yeah. also, like, do you think you'd prefer it that way or would you prefer to, like, have your work as the main income? Or is that a bit scary? <laughs> so, so, I love... I eat, breathe, live, sleep, art. Yeah. Or like illustration and what I do. But personally, really like having a, not a mundane job because my, my job's not mundane, but mm. like a job that doesn't involve my art all the time. Yeah, definitely. Like I, you know, do commissions and I do things like that and that's really fun. Yeah. Um, but with like freelance, it's quite hard because you have to be always chasing work and you don't 100%. know when money's going to come in. I would much rather just have a like a job that's a day job, yeah. Whatever, or working in a bar or cafe, or whatever, and then have that as an addition because I don't want to make it something that I have to 
do all the time. For me, yeah. it's like my like meditation. Definitely. Like it, I feel anxious when I do drawing, you know? Well, like, it depends on the situation. Yeah, and I know that, like, actually commodifying work can make a lot of people fall out of love with art, which always seems like such a shame. I suppose your, like, hobby then becomes your number one form of income slash job. Yeah, which is intense. For me, I don't, would never want that to get to that. Yeah, cool. Don't get me wrong, if it would, the opportunity were, and I was represented by a big illustration firm or whatever, Mm. I'm not going to say no to that either. Mm. But also with that, there's, like, upkeep of social media. Yeah. Like, it's just like it's not just like you have to pitch yourself yeah it's like you know like how you represent yourself to the world Mm. how if you've got an online shop you have drops and it's just it is a lot i think people underestimate how hard it is and i've and i've seen a lot of artists who are in that exact position talking about how gross they find it like having their art like kind of like reduced to content people will not say like yeah. you're making yeah. work it's like you have to produce content yeah. to like keep up the social media presence yeah. which is gross like that is not <laughs> yeah aren't gonna look at the stuff and that sucks and then it's well. the epitome of like qual- quantity over quality which is just yeah. not what anyone wants <laughs> yeah exactly and like with my like especially my embroideries i can't do they don't depends on what it is but they're not can't rush they're it. one-offs yeah it's not like doing getting a machine not not that I'm not disrespecting that, mm, and that's how mm. some people make their money, but it's not a machine embroidery, it's hand-stitched. Sure. So it's, they're, like, really one of a kind. Like, you don't get others. I suppose, it, I suppose yeah, I suppose it's, like, with my prints. Mm. So I've actually got an exhibition at the moment called Round, um, which is really good which fun. Which just, just launched, just launched. Just <laughs> launched on Friday. Had a big old party, it was really fun. Very stressful. And I have come out being like, you know what? I think I might prefer to, like... Put other people's work off. Because <laughs> it is just such a like lengthy process. You have to make sure that your prints arrive in time. My prints didn't arrive till quarter past five on Friday, on the Friday night of the launch. And what time did the launch just start? Eight o'clock. Oh my to go gosh. To Common Ground. We all set up. And like, like Eddie and Ash and Joe were like amazing. And like Brendan and, and, Steph, and Stephen. And they all did all the setup. And Shout out all the behind the scenes. <laughs> out to my besties who did the exhibition thing with me um and they 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 were amazing and they were like no i'll just put your put, put it up just, just get it done you can do just it, it <laughs> but that's stressful and then you have to make sure that your prints like i like i ordered my prints on the 22nd of november and they yep. arrived it was in advance yeah do you know what i mean so yeah. like even with that even how advanced i did it yeah you have to think about raw mail strikes and like goodness knows what else so yeah. it's good fun and I really enjoy it. And I, like, I love doing it. And it's really fun. But, but not rushing to do it again. No. Yeah. Yeah. So like, obviously our, our listeners can't, sorry, can't see your work right now. So I was wondering if you could describe your style. Ooh. So I would say they are whimsical. Mm. Quite playful, a bit quirky. Yeah. Um, really varies on what you're looking at. Sometimes they're just black and white fine line mm. and then others are quite bright and fun colors mm. um most of my people have um actually all of my people have rolling like they're rolling their eyes to heaven <laughs> kind of fits the way i'm a dick often so yeah i love that 
There's something I love about the, yeah, like the subject of your work, I guess, more than the style, maybe it comes into style yeah. as well, is like, it seems to be the way that you kind of find beauty in everyday things. So it's like, or, or, or like you give beauty to everyday things rather. So it's like, yeah. co- like a coffee pot or a cat or a plant, but in this like yeah, yeah. really uniquely cartoonish and fun style yeah. and bold colours. And it's just like, it really brings the word wholesome to mind to me always. <laughs> but but although lots of it is very wholesome and I'm always cheered by it um it doesn't mean that it's not like political because sometimes you have done stuff which makes like commentary like you made digital pieces in reaction to the overturning of Roe v Wade and stuff like that so I was I was going to ask like do you think that your art helps you deal with kind of what's going on in the world in a way yeah I think it does like especially being a woman in this world is not easy yeah See with the Rome Wade, um, it's Rome Wade, isn't it? Yeah, Wade, yeah, 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 Roe v. Wade. Um, everybody was well, I was furious, and I'm sure that a lot of other people were furious. And oh, I've had several situations where I'm like, just women's women's bodies are amazing and yeah. beautiful, too, right? Not be subjected to bullshit, yeah, French, but like, and that I do my kind of like feminist, I suppose, the political side does come out because it's something that I like really have I mean I'm a woman and I I love being a woman yeah but it's hard it's hard so I think that my my work does reflect that yeah kind of political feminist kind of side of things yeah definitely and like Mm. and something that links to that okay not links to that but like what you made those pieces on was like digital digital platform and yeah. I was, I was going to ask you yeah. like how do you find it affects your work when whether you use digital or like physical materials like do you think you produce different stuff or like which do you prefer uh you know what if I could it's oh, a really hard question <laughs> you don't have to pick one or the other you can say both <laughs> no, 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 I know but like this process a little bit if I like I like I really love painting yeah but I don't ever have really much time to paint sure because it's not that portable, it's I guess. Yeah. Like, you can't really take it around within your bag. And because I'm always on the go or doing stuff, I tend to have like my embroidery or my iPad, so I can yeah. see digital. So it's easier, easier. But my whole background is in like painting yeah. and like drawing. So it just depends. I don't know. Like, it's mm. they're very, like, they're very different and equally similar. So, like, sometimes I'll do a doodle of a drawing, like a line drawing, like with a pen. Mm. And then I'll input it into my in Procreate, and then I'll make an entire piece from a little tiny drawing that I've done. Oh, that's cool. So you're literally combining both. Yeah, yeah. So you've got the original, and then you've got the not original, the yeah. like the digital digitized version. version yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's the same. Like all of my embroideries, and um, sometimes I draw them straight onto onto the um, canvas calico really. that you oh, use. Calico, that's what it is. But, no, but sometimes, like if the drawing's too complicated. I will draw it on my iPad first, hmm. print it out, and then trace it. It's so, so funny because... Exact, you're... like... Yeah, yeah. But it just depends on, like... I did a piece of the Mandalorian piece, mm. and for some reason I was feeling brave, so I just did it. And it, <laughs> and it turned out look like the Mandalorian. But there's other other things when they get, like, really small. So I did a really small Ponyo piece. Yeah. That would have been... And I actually think I might have... Oh, no, I did... Tra- I traced it. I drew it out on my iPad. Yeah. Um, from like a reference picture and then printed it off and then and then and then um traced it so mm. it just depends on how i'm feeling but i'm always on like, i always have something in my bag 
Yeah. Like right now, my iPad. Well, my iPad, I have my iPad and many. I've got an embroidery piece. I'm doing a double big badge sort of thing. So do you know what I mean? It's kind of like <laughs> yeah. But it's it's, 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 it's cool because it seems like you're doing that kind of thing which art teachers always wanted you to do, where you do try out different mediums and doing the same yeah. kind of thing in different styles. Yeah, but you yeah, actually yeah. do do that, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I really like. I do have these like bigger. Just I use a lot. Of, so when I do like my original, like when I do lots of painting, it's I use gouache because mm. I it's kind of like an easy and I and, and actually like Posca pens because you can draw over the top and it's kind of you know it's easier but I do like really enjoy like planning like an entire day mm. on my day off of just like creative whether it's most time because I don't get to do it very often it's painting yeah and I kind you have to kind of keep upkeep that skill because yeah does, for sure just because because you can get quite it can be you can get quite lazy on an mm. iPad drawing Whereas, because, you know, sometimes I've done so much digital drawing that I often find myself, if I'm drawing on paper, I'm like, it, like I rub it out with my finger and it's like, <gasps> that's not, do you know what I mean? Like, you that's have that. so funny. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. I can imagine getting really impatient if I was doing digital drawing because you can just use like fill features sometimes where you'll fill a whole area with colour and I'd be there with my pencil like, why is it going so slowly? <laughs> well, no, yeah, but um, most of, yeah, so with most of my digital it's all on layers so i will then put it into photoshop yeah and put it to size and then clean it up and then it gets and then if i want it printed it'll get printed or go back on wow my ipad and then put up my instagram whatever we've we've touched on this a little bit um talking about like what, what your inspiration is and some of the recent projects you've done um but i was just going to bring up the theme of of studio ghibli or is, is it studio ghibli you got to correct me on this ghibli, ghibli oopsie ghibli. my bad yeah. um what <laughs> like so you've done all sorts of uh, commissions and different stuff which is studio ghibli themed um yeah. including making these pins for all the key people behind the scenes at the totoro theater production at the barbecue yeah. which is really cool yeah um but very cool. what what do you think it is about um this like style that you're so drawn to well, I'm not gonna lie. I was that child that was obsessed with manga. Yeah. Like I, you're like a weeb or whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't get that far. Weeb. Yeah. I'm a bit of a nerd. I'm a nerd <laughs> in several different ways. Um, I'm gonna go back to being very dyslexic. I'm yeah. very dyslexic. Dyslexic and dyspraxic. So mm. anything like reading, really, I really struggled with as a kid, and still do actually now. I don't read. I read graphic novels. Mm. I mean, I've got, like, my shelves on my wall. I mean, nobody can see it, but I've got, a like, a cabinet with, like, a stack of graphic novels, and all of my novels are graphic novels. Um, manga, for me, when I was a kid, was, like, a lifesaver mm. because it was a different type of reading. It was also, like, a brain I kind of love, and Studio Ghibli films especially, I just love that every film has a moral. Yeah. And all the music goes with all the films, like mm. Nautica in the Valley of the Wind. It's set in the 80s. You can hear the influence of music in the 80s. Yeah. In the film. And it's all hand-drawn. Amazing. Which is insane. Yeah. Like, that is mental. Like, and, like I have so much respect for animators because freaking crazy how long it spends, like, how long it takes for, like, even, like, a, like, 20 seconds of film. I know, it's crazy. Insane. So you do give it, I just really enjoy, like, I just love that they're kind of whimsical, mm. but also really, like, hard-hitting and very well, be- like, beautifully drawn. And Haima is actually a bloody legend. Yeah. You probably mispronounced his name, but we're going to go with it. 
I don't know how it's pronounced either, so I'll just I'll just go with yours. <laughs> <laughs> You've done a couple of animations yourself, but would you ever try and do something more long, like a more a proper full length little thing? Um, I actually really funnily was funnily. That's not what I'm Was thinking about this. I'm I've got one of my coffee drawings I did, and I've been wanting to do more animations. But then it's more like it's easier to like kind of. <sighs> So I did a, I basically did a marker pot animation mm. that yeah. I just put up on my Instagram and I was like, ah, oh, you know, it's really cool. It's really fun. It, like it was, it's quite simple. Yeah. But then it kind of blew up on Instagram because I think somebody shared it. and it went viral. It. I was, yeah, it kind of did. Like it got like over 500 likes and like. Jeez. A bit mental and like lots of views and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, it, I have really honestly so much respect. Like I did. So... I did quite a lot of the merchandising, merchandise, merchandise, yeah, mm-hmm. for Missing Bean. Yeah. And I worked really closely with Fede, who was the, like, copy, he was a roaster maybe, like, two or three years ago. In the pandemic, we did that. She did an animation. Oh, of cool. one of my people cycling. <laughs> the Yeah. Um, and he did it. And he's amazing. And he, I just have so much respect for... It's very time-consuming. Basically, yeah. yeah, there's another illustration I would quite like to get... I'm gonna try and do some more because mm. I think it'll be quite fun, even if it's like tiny like gifts, like having a still yeah. image and then something moves, which I think is really cool. I've mm. been following a lot of, I've been seeing a lot of people on, t- on not TikTok, um, Facebook, um, Instagram, like the reels of like it. Like, it just seemed really cool. I actually went through like the whole uh, Instagram hole yesterday. <laughs> so, I'm that you bring it up. Yeah, because and I was also going to say, like you were saying, working with someone else there. Like, would you would you consider doing other kind of collaborative yeah, projects? Collab- like, yeah, because really animations are very collaborative art. Like, there's always about yeah. a million it's people involved. Insane, like skill. Yeah. Okay, like obviously, I have. I just said like so much respect mm. because the patience you have to have is like immense. It's just insane. Mm. Yeah, I would. I would like to collaborate. It'd be very fun. If I can animate it, once again, touch. <laughs> yeah, any yeah. any an- animators out there, please hit us Don't up. Don't want to get in touch with me. Well, let's do some stuff. <laughs> so what what has been your um, favourite commission that you've ever had so far? Ever had? Yeah, ever. ever had. Uh-huh. I actually think the, the Totoro pins. Yeah. Probably my favourite commission. Was that I've more done. about the process or more about what they were being used for, do you think? I think it's... I just... I think I I far more enjoy doing embroidery mm. commissions than I do illustration. That's interesting. I think illustration embroidery uh, illustration commissions tend to have this like stigma where somebody comes to you and they're like, oh, I want this done, but I want it like this. Yeah. And it's like, well, sod's hum, but that's not how I draw. So, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, want me. you come to me for me mm. and not for like... I don't think anybody should have to change... The way they do something not i mean obviously you'd have you do to some extent but like to please somebody else yeah i don't no that's i agree necessarily how it should be done i think it should be that you find this person you like them and then you ask them do you know what i mean yeah so commit like i know that izzy knows so my best my best friend izzy she's one of the associate designers on the totoro show and she knew i did her big embroidery for a denim jacket mm. of totoro for her birthday and she was like, then was like, oh, this is amazing, blah, blah, whatever. And then was like, can you do these? And I was like, absolutely. Mm. Because she knew that she came to me because she knew that it's something that I would enjoy. Slash, 
some good of it. You know? Yeah, definitely. Like, so it's kind of, I think, there is that kind of element of like picking who you like and how and that's that would be my favorite um, commission because I, I really like I like also like the process of it because I got to come up with fun and playful ideas mm. and she left it all down to me as well, which I think is really fun. I was really amazed at the detail because the pins, like, just for context, are really tiny. Like, what are they, like, really a tiny. couple of centimetres or smaller than that? I think it's that? probably, like, the size of 50p, is it? I think smaller than a 50p, a little bit. Maybe smaller than a 50p, A little yeah. bit smaller than a 50p, so the idea that They're you can work in They're that like, detail. Like four centimetres. It's amazing. Yeah. Me trying yeah. to do anything with thread is so, so much cruder. How do you get so, yeah. how do you get so used to doing that tiny weeny detail? It's amazing. It's, you know what? People were like, how do you, how do you do that? And I'm like, it's just practice. Yeah. <laughs> I know that sounds so boring, but it is like, if you could have seen the stuff, if, if I don't know, if anybody wants to scroll through my Instagram, go to 2020 and my embroideries mm. are just wildly, in, like, 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 like 2019. Uh, yeah, that must have been like, when was the pandemic? 2020. Yeah, 2020, yeah. Yeah, so like 2019 to 2020, like, and then from that, so 2019 to like 2022, mm. they is because I just do it all the time. <laughs> I just do it all the time. I just, I honestly, like, I just do it all the time. Like, it's just, like, I sit, I like started like my new job today in at Blackwells, and I went to the staff room and I didn't know anyone. I do, I do <laughs> a lot, like, I do know lots of people, but. I sat there where I was just like watching the TV show, just doing some sewing. Like, it's just because I do it everywhere. Yeah. I do it on the bus. And it kind of is like, a bit of therapy as well, I feel. Yeah. And something to do with your hands. Yeah, exactly. And I fidget, I'm a fidgeter, so it's kind of pins in my lump. You know, fidgeting. But it's great because it kind of makes your fidgeting into something that's really productive, pr- productive and creative. Yeah. and you yeah. get something out yeah. of it rather than it being a negative yeah, yeah. sort of yeah. ah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah this is a bit of a divergent this is quite quite different um but I was just going to yeah. ask you um you've had your exhibition that we've briefly talked about but I was wondering if there were any other exhibitions you'd seen oh recently God. that you would recommend I haven't been to any galleries in such a oh that's time. fine you can that's recommend so anything uh, anything you've been reading or watching just anything that's oh. you've kind of seen recently creative thing and gone ooh um, I've really got back into um, Wes Anderson oh so have I <laughs> we're really in sync <laughs> I really really have got back into Wes Anderson I just rewatched um, Moonrise Kingdom two days ago <laughs> it's my favourite film I love it Moonrise Kingdom is my favourite film but I actually just, I was watching I love Isle of Dogs I haven't. Like, I only saw that in the is, cinema. I haven't seen it in ages. Insane film, like mm. absolutely mind blowing. As like as well as like Fantastic Mr. Fox. Fantastic Mr. Fox is amazing. Like all of his like facial expressions, like all of his hair moves, yeah. and I'm like, how do you do that? Like, is it? Like, I don't even know the process. Like, yeah, that's insane. Um, I think more. Um, what else? What else have I done? Um, I can't even remember what the show before Marina Rambich was. Not Jesse's show. Was Jesse Darling? Possibly. No, there was something in between, wasn't there? There's was something in between that, wasn't there? So is that you not recommending the Marina Abramovich? <laughs> no, I'm not going to say anything to that. No, I think you should do it. I think you should do it. I think it's a okay. good experience. I think For- everybody goes into the show and they have a completely, a completely different 
completely different experience. For context, this is an exhibition, which in case you don't know who Marina Abramovich is, is like, it's, a, it's an immersive experience where you get led through by a guide, correct? Yeah. And there's been very mixed reviews. So I heard that yeah. um, our, our other friend, Georgie, works there and had a blind man who had an amazing experience and actually came back again. Um, oh, really? That's and, very cool. Yeah. And so a few people, I think a few neurodivergent people really connected with the exhibition and then some other people literally walked in and walked straight back out and were like, nope, not today. So I haven't been. I I'm really curious. A, a very mixed mm. bag of feelings, I would say. Yeah. With them. I'm trying to think what the expression was. I clearly loved it so much because it was so annoying. But I actually did enjoy it. But I just. Oh, I know what it was. The Ruth, was Ruth the Sour, was it? Oh, I love the Ruth the Sour show. Yeah, like, could you, you say a little bit about it, that? You missed out. It was beautiful. It was like big wire sculptures and like this woman's so inspirational. She, um, like an American-Japanese yeah. based, uh, like, well, artist who was in, I think she was also in one of the internment uh, camps. camps yeah in in america when mm. um everything happened with pearl harbor mm. um but honestly family she had like six kids and she still practiced she was really influential in the san francisco art scene like amazing and and actually with lots of like children and i had the pleasure of um this gentleman coming up to me and being like i've actually got an original uh, Ruth Sauer maquette sculpture in my house because Whoa. my mum worked with her, went to the same school as her. In, I can't How crazy! The school. It's like black, black. Yeah, I can't remember either. I'm gonna Are you gonna quickly Google, Google it? it? <laughs> yeah, um, I don't want to get any information wrong. Um, two seconds, sorry. No worries. Uh, can't spell Um. Oh, no, that's not right. It says Sorry. Sorry, guys. Little pause here. Stuff like, um, what is like music? Yeah, like, 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 like in Spongebob. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> lift music is coming on now. Yeah. Um, she... But she takes lots of inspiration from, like, natural imagery. And so some of these amazing shapes yeah. are, like, kind of... I don't know how to describe them other than globules, but somehow really beautiful. And the way that light goes through them, because they're wire, obviously, makes these amazing shadows and stuff. Like, like, very, like, natural kind of imagery, kind of... She went to Black Mountain. There you go. Black Mountain. And, like, was taught by, like, some mad, like, the guy who... Yeah, a mad architect whose name... Yeah. Like, he does colour theory and stuff like that, which is insane. Um... And yeah, so I really enjoyed her show, and she was just really cool. And she sort mm. of, um, so she did all this art, like art, and then decided that she had a really bad experience and decided she didn't want to show her mm. art anymore. So then, and then since like since her death, the family, like the Ruth Sauer estate, yeah, has begun to show her work elsewhere, which I think is really cool. It is so, cool. Like I mean, yeah, so, but she was also very influential in her time. Yeah. And like where she was, she did lots of stuff with children. Like, um, yeah, we've got six, six, six minutes remaining. Yeah, sorry, I'm keeping an eye on the time. So I was just <laughs> going to ask you one question before we um, sort of wrap up. Sorry. I was going to yeah. say, do you have any advice for young creatives today, like maybe about balancing art with your other work or maybe about just pursuing their passion more generally? I, you know what, 
really wish I'd listened to my mum and dad. Really? Yeah, Alison and Pierre. Shout out. You're not ever going to hear this ever again. (laughs) And not to put people off art school, I think art school is really amazing. I think you should go because you love what you do. Yeah. And if you're going to spend 10 grand a year on tuition fees, or however much it is, it's basically 10 grand a year. At this point, let's be honest. Um, Really, really, really work out what you want to do. Yeah. Because if I could talk to my 18 year old self now, I would say, don't go to uni. Hmm. Uh, to some extent I think yeah. it's really good that you see your passions especially with I think we actually now yeah. nowadays need people to be going to art school because art arts are being cut left right and centre yeah. and uh, you know always it's always that thing is it really an art like is it, is it a subject should we be studying it and I'm like hell mm-hmm. yeah like everything is art but architecture fashion yeah. like I am blessed in the fact that I was able to go and study what I wanted but at the same time I think that you should really hone in on what you you want to do yeah. and just do do it all the time mm. like practice all the time if you really want something just do it like it's well let's not go too far like don't, <laughs> don't do that but like do you know what I mean like I I think it's amazing I think that you know that people that at a young age in school should be nurtured and, yeah and I think that they aren't so I think that that's a real shame because everything you have and see is pretty much art. Like, yeah. Um, practice, 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 practice. And also just don't let anybody tell you any different. Mm. Be amazing, do your thing. Mm. Like, you know, I, if, you know, they would, I would be here if my parents didn't support what I did. Yeah. And, you know, I know that that's, I'm very blessed because I don't, because mm. my parents were, amazing and they were supportive and they knew you know how just you know like anyway yeah mm. i just say practice and enjoy yourself and you know do it when you can and make it fun don't make it a chore yeah make it something that you enjoy all the time like that would be fine i haven't really got very good advice no it's good thank but you i think just like you know i think sometimes you don't have to pursue university yeah no i agree i don't think it's everybody and i think in this country it's pushed on you at like 16 yeah which is insane yeah because you go from like being a mate like doing this thing being like you know doing your GCSEs to go to picking four subjects and then you're expected to go to university yeah and obviously people end up paying like you say like nine thousand ten thousand pounds a year for a subject that they actually don't want to pursue at all and they've just done out of some strange pressure and they could have gone about it any other way including by Mm -hmm. just going straight to work which would have been fine maybe worked out better who haven't gone to university and yeah. are successful in that respect. Yeah. Wow. Thank yeah. you for those wise and lovely words. <laughs> where where can um people find you in your work? Um, where can they find me on Instagram? Yeah. Don't need to... Man on Daisy Illustrates. Yeah. To Instagram. Got TikTok as well. Not very good at TikTok. <laughs> but one animation. It's mostly me reacting to videos because I find it hilarious. Well, that's but, that's so ideal. Instagram is probably a bit. Okay, amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to chat to you. Thanks for having me. I was like excited. Thanks for having me, really. Thanks for giving me this opportunity. No well. worries. Okay. Bye. 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 See you later.